Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Achtung Millwall supports the Lions Food Hub. This is a friendly local food hub. It's based in Bermondsey. It's run by our very own Kelly Webster of the Mill Lionesses, a very well-known Mill fan. They do need supplies, dear listeners. Before we get into the show today, they have posted they need tinned meat, they need toiletries, they need soup, they need tinned fruit and veg. If you can help in any way, they are on Twitter, at Lions Food Hub. DM them, you can DM me at Actong Millwall, and I will pass on any help and information that we can. Lions Food Hub at Lions Food Hub. Thank you for listening. Now back to the show. You're listening to Afton Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Except no substitute. Greetings, dear listeners. Welcome to a grey Sunday morning. Joining me on the show to review the dismal debacle that was Millwall Nil. Blackburn 2 yesterday. He's a very welcome returning voice. It's Mr. Charlie Mahoney. Welcome back, Charlie. Thanks, Nick. How are you? Um, I, I've had a good night's sleep and I feel a lot better for, um, you know, for, <laughs> for that, I think. Um, it was a miserable show yesterday, Charlie, and I, 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 I'm struggling for the words. I mean, I, listeners need to know, I've asked Charlie to um, come on the show today, um, hopefully with the expectation of reviewing, a, a, you know, on the back end of a, a decent second half performance in midweek. And we get that yesterday instead, Charlie. And it just leaves you a bit flabbergasted. How did you see yesterday's um, defeat? Generally, I thought it was disgusting. Like, uh, like an absolutely disgusting performance yesterday. And that isn't me trying to be like reactionary and go overboard. Because if I look at the bigger picture, I'm okay with where we are in the league this season and the job that Robert's done and things like that but yeah. I think you have to be entirely honest when you watch something like that and say that it just wasn't good enough um, yeah. we were naive on and off the pitch we kind of got the basics wrong we beat ourselves and all those kind of cliches and I, I don't really know how anyone could have been pleased with I mean, see, for me, it's the inconsistencies that are, are soul-destroying. You never know what's around the next corner. I mean, I, I genuinely thought, just going back to the midweek performance, um, the first half there was poor. 
like yesterday's the bulk of yesterday's game was was poor from the mill perspective and then you do get these little phases and i'm thinking of the second half tuesday uh, was it tuesday or wednesday that we we played and we we looked pretty good and we finished up taking the game to opponents and doing really well and on occasions um in certain performances over the course of the season we've actually looked like a pretty good unit you you you're kind of lured into this false world charlie where you think i can actually see where Gary Rowe is trying to take us. And then out of the blue, round the next corner, you get that yesterday where we just look like, um, I don't know, 11 blokes that have just walked in off the street, you know, pub side type of thing. It's 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 bizarre. I don't get that, do you? Scott Malone certainly does in a way. But um, <laughs> you don't like him? I thought we were one of the better ones. <laughs> it's funny you saying that because I was talking to a mate in the week and he sort of asked me where he thinks I, uh, where, I think we are in terms of like our proximity to the playoffs because I think after the uh, Preston game we were seven points off. Yeah, yeah. And I was saying that the the issue actually is that good performances are either too sporadic this season or they're exclusive to one half of a game. Like there's very few occasions in which we played well for ninety minutes. I agree. Like we just haven't found that rhythm, have we? Like it's all we've been asked so lucky to get a win or a draw. I'm thinking of both Wigan games, for example. Like, yeah, uh, have gone in our favour. They clearly should have had a penalty at the den the other week, and we sort of got away with it. And you know, they, I think even when we'd done Sheffield Wednesday 4-1, it was only in the second half that we actually played well. And we've not found a remote level of consistency in terms of our performance this season. I know it's not the be and end or well where we play, but you have to be playing well in order to achieve something. Yeah, I mean, I think the mirage of the playoffs is now fading, you know, faded off into the, into the, into the distance. I mean, I don't think anyone can seriously now um, talk about playoffs because we just don't score the goals the only time we've looked dangerous Charlie really really dangerous is when Matt Smith comes into the game yesterday we improved um, and I've just noted the number of chances that start to get created as soon as Matt Smith's in the mix Um, you have to play to Matt Smith's strengths and Gary Rowett seems to want to get us away from that kind of approach to something else, um, which has, we're still grasping for. I think, I I think um, that's probably the kindest way I can put it. But as soon as Matt Smith comes into the game, you know, his physical presence, his his aerial threat. And once we start to get players onto the, into the game that can deliver decent balls to him, um, we do start to look a little bit more coherent. But by that stage, you know, we were two goals behind and and really the second goal, in practical terms, killed us off, didn't it? I, I, we we were lucky, I think, at half-time not to go in further behind. The, the uh, was it Bradley Dax scored the goal, which had a touch of fortune about it in the sense that it was deflected. But... I have to look at the defence, Charlie, and, and you know we've we've had a season where you know draw, 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 and people saying, well, whatever else we've got, we've got a decent defence. But I, I I find in recent games certainly we've looked rather flappy in defence and giving him time to take a shot. You you do that with decent players, they're going to get um, they're going to get goals, aren't they? I think that's probably the most troubling aspect for me, Nick. Though, like the fact that our defence has been typically our, our strongest point. And for it to then start becoming 
like a, a failure for us is that that used to be our kind of benchmark and, and the fact that we don't defend well now is really worrying to me I know a lot of people don't like um, Lions TV or whatever oh Dan 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 yeah. Lions TV yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he calls you a lot of kind of division and that but um, I think he's right when he said the other week that fundamentally we set up not to lose against teams regardless of who we're playing. Like it doesn't matter whether it's Wickham or Norwich or, or Watford. Like the, the first thing that Rowett will do is make sure that we are setting out not to lose to these teams. And I think okay. if that is our fundamental approach, like fair enough. But if we're doing that and still not defending well, then you think what's the fucking point? <laughs> The, I think the defence, I mean, it's, it's a good point about setting up to not to lose. And there's, there's nothing wrong in that, in my opinion, because your, your first aim is not to lose and then preferably take the game to the opponents and 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 press on and win it. So that's that's a, a basic, I suppose, you could argue. Um, I think the problem that we've got there, Charlie, is that both, um, both Jake Cooper and to a large extent, I think, Sean Hutchinson are what I call as traditional English centre halves they're big boys they are no nonsense um they are from almost you know men out of time they're, they're, they're from a different era of football in some ways i would say yeah I mean, but we're asking them to play out of defense as though they've been brought up on the copacabana beach with the ball at their feet and you know it, it's I, I think we're being a little bit unfair or gary rowett is being a, a little bit unfair at times expecting players to do what they've not been brought up to do I, the, the modern way seems to be that you you pass it out from defense um i suppose you retain possession i suppose you build a, a move and i think the second goal on um it was the it was the the scott malone goal in, in midweek sorry where we played from defense probably represents a kind of um an ideal doesn't it of that style because it it, it was moved nicely from defence and found malone who went on a run and, and scored a, a really top goal but we don't do that very often so i i I suppose I'm questioning the wisdom of, of that of that style of play because we just look wide open at times. I think, uh, uh, yeah, especially the two goals we conceded yesterday, I was kind of disgusted with Bradley Dapp's goal, the fact that we're allowing him to have that time and space right on the edge of the area. Yeah. I think if, if I'm right, their second goal was quite fortuitous for them, but still goes back to naivety on our part. Yeah, defensively, we we, we, we haven't looked tight. And, you know, I, I, I think if you're going to play a defensive style and um, pass the ball out from defence and all, all the rest of it, I mean, you need the players to do it. And we, we're probably in a transition stage, Charlie. And we, we were all, I think, yearning for the summertime to come now and um, get this get this rebuild going properly. Um, but it was it was just struck me how um, if you don't get <laughs> it's a style that's built on 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 that back line getting it right and if we're not getting it right then the thing falls apart from the very the very start. I mean the second goal killed us off. You're 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 right. Um, that was it was kind of like a ping pong um, you know pinball machine in the, in the box and it kind of went in off the um, the Blackburn Falls thigh or something like that. I think yeah. it was it was, it was Gallagher. I think it's kind of just yeah. almost like a deflection. But it's one of those ones that, as much as they had an element of luck, they sort of you have to look to how we were playing in itself, kind of thing. Like it's a kind of soft goal that we wouldn't have been able to score yesterday because we weren't as we weren't playing as intelligently as they were. We weren't pressing. playing as imaginatively, Charlie. And, and I, I think you know, everyone's picked out the the Blackburn for the thirty nine Dolan. I think his name was. 
who he was great, wasn't he? He was great. And he's a young boy, and we we have young boys sitting on the bench. You know, um, I suppose yesterday going into the game, you could you could talk about there still being an outside chance of um, of a run at the top six. I think that's that's long gone now. So having looked at uh, the Dolan yesterday, he was his willingness to take on and do the unexpected and go anywhere and cause cause trouble. You have to start to think well. Is it not time now for one or two of our youngsters to get regular starts? I mean, I think one or two of the senior players in our side look very tired, burned out, I think. And maybe it's time now for youth to come in. I, I don't think there's a Mill fan alive that wouldn't agree with um, seeing kids get their chance in this kind of dead rubber now of a, of a, of a season. I'm sort of really glad you asked this because I wanted to ask you the question, you know, where you stand on um, our kind of youth policy at the moment. And uh, I was speaking to uh, Robert Crawford on Twitter last yeah. night about this, and I think someone raised, uh, was it George Alexander, I think, about, you know, is he, is when he should big? he start playing? And we were kind of saying, like, are, are these kids good enough? Because if they're not kind of featuring in the team at the moment, like when at times we're struggling, yeah, you know, have they? When will their it? chance come? I mean, it's this. I mean, I, I, I don't think anyone probably can answer the question about whether they're good enough. Only Gary Rout will see them on any kind of regular mm-hmm. basis. But you know, just on that point, um, we've seen at last Billy Mitchell. Um, he started yesterday. I thought he looked pretty good for the first half. Oh, and I, was, he... I was pleased with him. I was pleased with him yesterday, and I was quite disheartened when he was taken off. Actually. Yeah, and and that was a that was a strange substitution that some would um, query Gary Rowett's decision making at times because I, I didn't quite understand that, especially with Ryan Woods um, carrying a necessary yellow because he had to take one for the team just before half time. I think he had to take the man near the halfway line on a break, so um, he was going to draw a yellow. So he's you know he's he's kind of staring down the barrel. I didn't quite get why Billy Mitchell's energy and willingness to to to, to press was taken out of the game um, because Woods was having to be careful in his, in his style. So that, that's, 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 that is. But you look at that first half, you know, the, the chances that got created, I've got about four chances or half chances, perhaps some would argue for Blackburn. And invariably it featured the 39 Dolan and his willingness to do the unexpected Charlie. And I don't know if our players are up to that mark. I mean, I, I briefly, briefly caught a little bit of the uh, Sutton game where we've got Isaac uh, Alefe, I think his name is. He's doing well. Um, so he's certainly good enough for National League football, which I suppose is Division 5 level. But, you know, um, he looks like he he's, he's, again, got that youthful exuberance. Um, whether, they, or ha- whether they will fit into a side in the championship is, is open. I, I, but you're not going to get the experience unless you make a start or two and then you can make a judgment. It could be. Uh, I've always said that if you're, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Like, yeah, that's right. That's the, that's the cliche. And, and, and the fact that I said this to, to Rob yesterday, that the fact that we made a point of kind of bringing in Parrot from, from Spurs as something of a marquee signing yeah. last summer suggests to me that maybe they're not that confident in players who are of a similar age as, as him at the club already. And funnily enough, my brother sent me an article in the week and it was about like this revolution 
of southeast London football, like they're calling it like the concrete Catalonia now because there are so many <laughs> wonderful sort of like young prospects that come from places like Camberwell and Kennington and Lewisham, like your your Jaden. It puts me in mind of having tapas at the Mill Cafe on the on the on those yeah. benches outside. <laughs> I think tap tap rest at me will probably extend to about peanuts and that's about <laughs> it. Uh, piss soaked peanuts, but yeah, um, the concrete uh, Catalonia. Well, I mean, there's a lot of talent around. We've seen. I mean, it, but, it's, but we it's don't, we don't pick up on any of these players. You know, you've got your Josh Madgers and your Reese Nelsons and yeah, yeah, whoever. And none of them. I think the only one in the article who had any kind of link to me a wall, like in his, in their career, was. Um, Eze, who's, yeah, who's yeah. Palace. Yeah, the one that we did have, we fucked off for nothing. <laughs> kind of thing. And it's like, I'm I'm kind of really worried about how much local talent there is in, in the area and that we don't seem to be picking up on any of it. Like, I'm not, I'm not that convinced by our youth policy at the moment. No, I mean, there doesn't seem to be an easy route into the first team. I mean, Billy's, I mean, I know he had his injury, so that, that delayed probably his his debut and his learning because obviously now that he's probably established as a starter, I hope he is, he looks good enough. I don't know why he wouldn't be if he isn't. Then he's also going to learn the the, the, the game at this, at this level. I mean, I, I think just to try and answer the question, I mean, certainly in terms of first team starts, I mean, Gary Rao is a, he's like Ron manager, isn't he? You know, he's, he's, he's always going to favour the men that he knows. And yeah. we've seen tired old pros like, like Alex Pierce, uh, John Daddy, Charlie. I mean, you know, uh, uh, someone, I saw someone on, online saying how his link up play is not bad, but he, 39 appearances for, for us now and just one goal. And, you know, that's that's not going to cut it, is it? I mean, why are we persevering now? Is, is... He was being a lot more kind of mature about podcasting than I was yesterday. I think at one point <laughs> I just think the ways to come. <laughs> I was going to try and arrange this show, listeners, for last night, but Charlie thanked me for not doing, doing it on the Sunday morning, so I've had a chance to calm down a little bit. <laughs> still, still raw. <laughs> I mean, you know... There's an argument for experience, and you know the experience of a Matt Smith, for example, in working the 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 penalty area. I mean, if he's given the service, we keep coming back to that. But he knows the way to goal, and that's something you build up over um, a career. At, you know, playing at second tier and possibly first tier. I think I know that uh, for Matt Smith over his career. So that you have to learn some of that, and I think probably the, that was the intention for Troy Parrott, although he was Spurs' player. So while we're not fielding our own, I, I don't really have an answer to your question, Charlie, because I'm really hoping that now we've got this truncated, is it twelve games to go now for till? Uh, yeah, uh, I think twelve or eleven. Is it? I think yeah. last week. I think first week of May. So just basing that the remainder of March and April. What if we're not fielding some of these youngsters? If we're not starting, if, if Tyler's not going to start, then I don't know when because I think Jed could probably do with a rest. His 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 input at times for me has been a little bit indulgent, self indulgent, and I'd really really like to see the youthful exuberance that we saw with Dolan for Blackburn. I'd like to see that in a Millwall shirt um, going forwards because, as we've said, if if not now, then then when. Um, we dodged a bullet with a penalty. Not that it made much difference to the result, actually. The well, that's not the first time that's happened recently either, is it, really? Like, where we've had that decision going off favour, I'm immediately thinking of um, 
Fred. For, yeah. Uh, that's looking a penalty as well. Well, we do like to have this um, siege mentality that referees give decisions against us. But Jesus Christ, we've dodged two there. I mean, yesterday's made no difference to the result in the end because um, we went two, two down shortly after the penalty shout. But it looked a strong shout. And I've seen those given. I bet you have too, Charlie. I mean, how we dodged that, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's mad. I think uh, the important thing to, to kind of recognise is that it's not so much about whether it goes in our favour or not, but just the standard is getting so bad now. Of refereeing, yeah. Even if it goes in your favour. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You're listening to Achtung It was an awful... Display. I mean, we livened up a little bit towards the end. Two goals behind. Obviously, Malone hit the post late, and um, well, that's think... problematic as well. In it, the fact that they use the main outlet at the yeah. moment. Yeah, he's he's looking like our most dangerous striker, apart from mm-hmm. Big Matt, who will always do what he does. And um, you know, I think he missed a header, which maybe on another day would have got on target. But you know, this 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 is a problem. I mean, we're all looking forward to the end of the season, Charlie. Um, hopefully, um, you know, there's going to be a restructuring that goes on there, or certainly the start of it. I think it'll be a lot to ask to get a complete new look, to, you know, refreshed-looking Lions um, starting in August. I do wonder about the back line. I mean, we've seen George Evans arrive, and I, I quite like the look of him, but he does look more like a midfield player to me than a, a proper yeah. defender. Um, so possibly another ball playing defender. Does that? I wonder again. Just on the same point, does that ball playing defender 
is he already in the um, the under twenty three side? Is his name Hayden Muller? You know, um, we we won't know unless we see him start, will we? This is the thing. Um, as much as you're right, I think probably we need more more defenders who are comfortable in the ball. I do think the main thing that we need to address maybe is that front line in the summer. Um, Goal scoring, yeah. Like Bodfast and Bradshaw, they for me they've had a lot of time now, not digging them out so much as just saying that it's not worked, has it really? No, 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 no. Uh, if, they're there, if they're at the club, they have to play because they're on probably significant wages or whatever. So I mean Bod Bod I think has shown moments but not enough for me to you know Oh it's mad. I was looking at his like career statistics and I think you mentioned it on the show yeah after the Preston game in the week. Like I don't think he's ever scored more than seven goals in a single league career. <laughs> so the fact that he's actually made it out of Iceland in the first place is quite extraordinary. Yeah, I, I wonder whether he's established international footballer. You know, the Iceland team that went, was it the European Championships 20, 2016, I think? I mean, that's that, right. Playing that day against England, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, that was. Am I being disrespectful? I'm not going to be disrespectful to Icelandic football, but I, I think their run was as much about the the poor opponents as it was their own, um, you know, that they weren't bringing any kind of football um, new new level to the game. It's just that their opponents were also well, worse because they got beaten. So, you know, that's, 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 that's the, the best judge of all. But um, I think maybe got a bit carried along on the, on the wave of that. Poor show yesterday. I'm going to look at one or two of the incident comments from Charlie. Um, Wayne Harvey says we played our best football in the last two minutes, which is probably about right. Fergie, Ferguson should be considered more often, in my opinion. I, I, I kind of agree. Although he's another one that, when he does start, um, never quite shows them as much as when he comes on to the sub. Um, Wayne says, if, if Smith is on, you want crosses into the box, and Fergie is your man. Overlapping with Maloney looked handy. Um, Dan MFC says, Bodvarsson this season was on 39 appearances and one goal. Same point we've just been making there, Charlie. Um, don't we, we don't I know we don't have much up front, he says, but Harry gets a chance after chances beyond him. Um, he'd rather see the likes of Muller Bury, Alexander, and Danny Mack. I think Danny Mack's been harshly treated as well, Charlie. Because, um, I think I mean, they're not having a go at Rarick so much, but uh, it's disgusting how he's been treated like he didn't put the foot wrong. No, he's done nothing wrong, and 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 I thought had taken Marlon's place to be honest. Um, that's what ha- happens in football, you know. It's then up to Romeo to work hard in training and get his place back again. Yeah, there's been a bit of a weird situation with Romeo. There's like a political element to this because of what, because of the fallout of. of I wonder. Uh, yeah. I wonder. Um, yeah. And I, I don't. Dis- I think actually some people have been a lot more kind of critical of of him than they need to be because of that or whatever. Yeah, the echoes of that live on, I think, don't they? I think that's uh, yeah. good way Yeah, to I think it's had an impact. However, I do think that Danny McNamara coming into the team was actually a good thing, maybe, like uh, just because it, it gave him that sense of competition and might have raised his game. It's a, it was a boot up the bum, wasn't it? Certainly, yeah. But I, I don't see how kind of he was dropped and that Romeo was, has been playing every week since. It, it's absurd almost. Interesting point here from Dan, just to complete his his, his piece. Um, Big, big summer ahead, he says, especially up front, which will make or break Gary Rowett. Um, That's an interesting 
angle, Charlie, because, you know, we've, we've endured, we've all endured a tough season. Um, the country has been through what it's been through. Um, I've had a conversation a few weeks ago with Phil Clark about the need to be entertained um, or the, shall we put it as the duty of football to entertain the watching public. We've not really had much entertainment. We've had it in fits and starts, but I felt really um, after yesterday, really flatlined after yesterday's show. Cause you, thought, you know, you, you need something to lift your spirits in these, in these tough times. I know there's light at the end of the tunnel now for, for nationally. So um, I think it will make or break him. I think we do need to see some more um, attacking football next season. Um, and I don't, I, I don't think it's outrageous to ask for that, Charlie. Would you agree? I, I agree. Whether that actually happens is a, is a different matter. Um, there is this genuine sort of sense now with Rarick that this is what it's going to be like you know even if we even if we're getting good results the performances are not that particularly great to watch and that there's a mm. kind of very pragmatic sense about it first and foremost rather than trying to entertain i think Charlton um, said if you want to get entertainment put a film on um <laughs> I, think that's... I, I love our fucking <laughs> that's Gary Rowett's philosophy too Mumbria um, says so doesn't like playing out of defence it's fine if you're good at it which um, you know it's only the very elite I think are good at it we're too hesitant and slow and the ball is always recycled um, and he says Hutch um, is a bomb scare <laughs> bomb scare on the ball I like that phrase a bomb scare on the ball uh, because it's like um, I know it's quite kind of cliched and that but there is this expectation that we will play in a certain manner well it's, like, the, the, full, it's the full den syndrome charlie they get the full den and you want to get your, your wingers you want to get a full i feel running down the wing you want to get yeah. simmy cahill running from center you know i mean I, these are the classic moments the paul moody that takes three players with him into the pen it's these are the moments that you you live for we, we've not had that for a while. I'm hoping that these youngsters, the, the Mitchells and, and, and the others that we've mentioned, um, I mean, Ben Thompson connects with that. I just, he, obviously he's had his own problems this season playing wise, but um, that's what we yearn for, isn't it? Me, Thompson, I think. Like, I found there's this very sort of tribal thing where people either kind of think he's the absolute bollocks or they blame him for everything. Well, John you know Marquis I mean? had this, didn't he? I mean, you know, John Marquis found his level in the end, and that's that wasn't championship football. But that's not to knock that because you you, you play to your level. But he had the expectation heaped upon his shoulders because he was a Millwall fan that somehow he was going to produce hundred and fifty percent every game rather than the hundred percent. I think he always did give, um, and, and Ben gives. You know, I, I think some fans are irrational when it comes to this Millwall supporting thing. I, I don't know if it's an advantage or a disadvantage at times. I know, you know, obviously the likes of Billy will, will have to shoulder this as well because... Um, yeah. I think we'd all love it if he turned out to be a class act like, and a quality player because he's a Millwall fan, but yeah. that doesn't necessarily make it so because he does support the club. And this is all amplified by social media, which is like a, I don't know, the kind of the modern day nervous breakdown that, um, you know, we, we all, we all kind of, um, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> um, Steve Evans did the iFollow equivalent of leaving the ground early, closed his laptop yesterday. I like that, actually. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, Ross Saunders, just to, to close us, Charlie, a small squad plus injuries and a compacted season is taking its toll. Um, Mid-table beckons, I think that's probably about as much as we can say. I did, I, I did have in mind, listeners, if I could get Charlie to get 15 minutes from Charlie, I think I would have done very well after that that wasteland yesterday. We've, we've done really well here, Charlie. I really want to thank you for stepping in at short notice. Oh, well, mate, I actually find it slightly easier to talk about these these games when we play like cunts. To <laughs> it's, like, it's like the psychiatrist's couch, isn't it? Maybe I should yeah. really launch a new show. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, Nick, on, Nick on, you know, get on the psychiatrist's couch with Nick. <laughs> uh, we're going to close the show today listeners with um harry and mike hayden's views on yesterday big thank you to charlie for taking time out of his sunday morning um until next week next up is derby away next saturday so we'll be back next sunday so until then thank you for listening arriva dirty millwall and bye for now Hello, listeners. Jerry Scalak here. Um, very disappointing result and performance today. I mean, I think I sort of expected it. I mean, as I've said, you know, this is a sort of season now where you're just going to play well one game, be shit the other, and it's just going to be a mixture of wins, draws and losses. We're a mid-table team at the moment, um, especially with all of our injuries. So, you know, I'm not expecting a lot from the rest of the season. Don't you just want it to be over? You know, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel now. I'm sure fans will be back in the den in August um, and we can really enjoy football again uh, and hopefully we'll have strengthened the squad as well. Um, but yeah, it was it was really shit today. I, that's all I can say on the matter. I just, um, nothing really worked. I think it was just, just huffing and puffing, but nothing kind of came good and, you know, too really sloppy goals that we conceded and, you know, kind of had a couple of half chances. But other than that, you know, Blackburn um, must have felt very comfortable, really. Uh, you know, the, didn't challenge them enough, did we, to really, you know, make anything. And I think the the best team won and, you know, they deserved all three points. But, you know, just get this season over with now. I wish we could just fast forward a few weeks um, and and just finish it. But... You know, I'd like to see maybe, you know, Tienza and, and Billery get some more minutes and maybe Hayden Muller as well. Um, good to see Billy Mitchell back in the side. Um, you just wonder when Rowett is going to, he's going to want a top half finish, I, I think. And I think once that looks pretty secure, I think maybe he'll start, you know, giving some of the youngsters a chance. Uh, but anyway, I can't believe I've gone on for nearly two minutes because fuck all happened in that game. Um, but I'm going to crack open a beer now and uh, try and forget about it. Arriva Dirty Millwall. Hello? Well, well, well. I don't even know why I'm trying to be light-hearted or, or anything like that. That was fucking dreadful. Um, he was just so poor. There's no... There was nothing in that game that was good, was there? Did we do anything well? Matt Smith come on and looked okay and done what Matt Smith does. But it doesn't help if you've got no one that's going to go beyond him or, or win win the flick or, or like win the flick on that he's won for you. Like get on the end of it. <sighs> Defence shit. Midfield terrible. Um, no creativity, no heart, no soul. Poor play by players. Poor tactics from the management. Again, 
Woods on the yellow card takes off Mitchell, who most Millwall fans thought had a decent-ish first half. Just very strange, strange game, strange decisions. Yes, they've got that for the first goal. The first goal comes from basically Millwall overplaying. Woods tries to ping a ball to Williams. Uh, not Williams, Wallace. Wallace knocks the ball back in, we lose possession. Hutchinson tries to take a touch and play out where he should smash it again. A bit like the Pierce one away at Bonsley, where they end up getting a corner out of it. This time it leads from a goal. They try and take the ball down because they're trying to play from defence forward, but they can't fucking do it because they're not a defence built to do that. And this comes back to what we've been saying about, yes, I know Rowett's trying to change us. Yes, I understand the people that are now shouting at their phone or their audio device that basically, I don't get it. I do get it. He's trying to change us from a 4-4-2 lump it forward side to a ball-playing, more tactical-driven side in this formation. That's fine. But the players that he brought in to do that are fucking injured. And you can't do that. We can't do that. That You can't, you can't ask Hutchinson, who's an absolute fucking, you know... Decent in the air, good championship-level player, but he's not great with his feet, and you're asking him to play the ball out like some kind of Bermondsey Beckenbauer, and it's not going to fucking work, and it hasn't worked. The fact is that, oh, Millwall have been decent in form. All this shit, just you're just sitting there watching frustrating football. So, yes, Millwall was shit today. Yes, they have driven me to drink tonight for the first time in 18 days. So, yes, well done, Millwall. Hopefully better. The season is over. Let's let the kids play. If you're not going to keep them next season, why are fucking fringe players knocking about? Millwall fans would rather sit at home watching some youth prospects and give them a run at championship football and you can make decisions on those players' future rather than making decisions on players like Ferguson and Bob Varson, who, for I will touch on Bob Varson quickly, Bob Varson, for all of his terrible striking ability, his link-up play can be good at times, so should he play behind somebody else possibly but he can't play up front on his own and in this front three he might as well be playing up front on his own so yes let's move on let's fucking forget about that as quickly as possible let's get some players in in the summer let's fucking end this shit fucking season of mediocrity of false starts stops fans there no fans there just shit just needs to end let's get to the summer for fuck's sake Arriva Dirty Millwall Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Over the next Millwall. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.